Hello everyone and welcome to this 10th episode of our Dual Shockers webcast. I'm Giuseppe Nelva and I will be your host today. Last week we took a break, because E3 was in full swing, and when you already sleep 2 hours a night, uh, squeezing in the podcast is a little bit difficult. If you're not familiar with our webcast, it's our weekly podcast in which we discuss, discuss Japanese games, anime, manga, local geek culture and more. This episode will be fully dedicated to E3 with all the news we learned and the things we, our team saw. As you probably know, I was not there myself, as I was working hard from home to get the news on the site. That being said, I got a lot of information, actually an information overload, uh, from our team, and I gathered all the reports and stuff we saw and everything that was there. Uh, one thing is for sure, while the show is in Los Angeles, so it's in the US, this year Japan came in swinging. Uh, there was a ton of reveals of Japanese games, showing once more that Japanese gaming industry is as relevant as ever. Actually, it may be more than ever, uh, since the localization efforts are becoming stronger and stronger every year. So, let's get started. Uh, actually, today I'm not going to talk about what games I played or what anime I watched, because I haven't played anything and I, w- I haven't watched anything. I was writing basically all day, uh, for the past few, like, days since the, since it restarted. Uh, I literally was writing on the side and going to bed and then sleeping a couple of hours and then writing on the side again and again and again and again over and over. So yeah, no playing games, <laughs> no watching anime, no relaxing at all. Actually, finally, things are starting to slow down a bit. We're just like, uh, reading all, uh, um, listening to all our interviews and writing news from them and then transcribing them while our team works on previews. We have a lot of previews and interviews on Japanese games coming in. So be ready. Like, uh, for instance, tomorrow, um, you, by when this podcast comes out, you should already read more news about Warriors or Orochi 4, which, uh, we got an interview we also saw in action. And, uh, um so let's get started because boy we saw a ton of things um things got pretty much started a little bit before it the day before uh by kingdom hearts 3 that uh we were actually uh we had lou and logan i believe were at the orchestra concert in los angeles and they saw uh the announcement of the release date which is on january 29th um, the release date is actually a little bit later than what they promised. They promised 8, 2018, uh, but unfortunately it's going to be 19. So it's going, it, it's one month. Personally, I expected the game to come in, uh, uh, in December because, you know, more time is better. And also kind of the perfect, uh, I think, like Kingdom Hearts can be the perfect like um holiday game but it's going to come in January it's still fine uh I'm actually looking forward to it and uh we actually saw three different trailers uh the first of which was shown during the Oscar orchestra concert but I was behind closed doors and they shown that one during their showcase on the second day uh of the conferences the first one was shown in at Microsoft press conference, and then there was another one at Sony's press conference. Uh, some of the content between them were the same, like especially between the one at Microsoft press concert, for instance, and during the Square Enix showcase, which is funny because people, some people were like, why are you posting the same 
trailer twice and I was like, look at one minute 29 that there is different content here. <laughs> so, and we got to see Frozen, Tangled, Pirates of the Caribbean. Personally, I, 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 I'm not a big Disney lover and I will admit it, but I have a big, uh, personal bond with Frozen, which is one of my favorite Disney movies. And when I saw those, those sequence sequences with, uh, with Anna and stuff, I was like, Whoa, oh, I love this. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean is what kind of surprised me the most because for a moment I thought it was live action. Um, it was really, really, really well rendered. And then after a little bit, I noticed that it was actually gameplay and uh, the, the, and the anime card, like the, uh, CG characters, like in, um, in the usual Kingdom Hearts star style, they fit perfectly with the realistic characters of Pirates of the Caribbean. I was like surprised how well they fit. Thank you to the shaders they used. Uh, it looks fantastic. Um, and then Tangled. I actually, I actually Tangled. It's another of the movies I love. Uh, so that was, very nicely, very nicely done. It was also Ratatouille. Uh, I don't think it's gonna have its own word. It's just gonna be some, some appearances, but I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. We also got a lot of gameplay. Uh, we saw like almost an hour of gameplay from E3. Uh, that was the, the old demo that they shown at the showcase a little while ago. And it was, uh, the Hercules word. And I believe uh, it was Toy Story word. Uh, so we actually saw a lot of those and, and they're very nice. The, the game looks fantastic. Uh, we'll see if there will be, another, it won't be another delay, but at this point, I don't think there will be. Uh, speaking of uh, Square Enix, they, there was a big, like, gap in their lineup because we didn't see Final Fantasy VII Remake. I was expecting it, to be honest. Uh, we learned that it was, I mean, Nomura confirmed that it is in full production, but we pretty much knew that. It was mentioned in a few interviews. Uh, I don't know when they're going to show it. I hope... Actually, there there is going to be Tokyo Game Show soon, so I hope they, they're going to finally come out with that Tokyo Game Show. I don't think it's a Gamescom-like announcement, so I think we're going to... We may see more in September... Uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I know a lot of people were disappointed about that, but you know, the, the sooner or later it will come, I'm sure. Uh, then still, still Square Enix. That was the first new, actually was leaked by Square Enix itself. They put the news post on their site too early and, uh, that was near Automata. It's going to Xbox One and it's very soon on June 26th. If you have only an Xbox One, you don't have a PC and a PS4, you probably are not what, not listening to this podcast. <laughs> but if you are and you, and you, and you want to support, to try a really, really, really great game, Nier Automata is fantastic. You should really try it. But, uh, even if you, if you like have only a PS4 and you have an Xbox One X, for instance, it may be worth trying, giving you a try on Xbox One X. To solve some of like the frame rate issues the game had, um, I'm actually going to double dip. Um, but wait, double, triple dip because I, I have PS, I have it on PS4. Oh no, it's actually double because I didn't pay for the PS4 version because uh, it was like a, a review copy. But still, um, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna see. 
Uh, I'm going definitely double dip then because I I, I got the, the I bought the PC version and I'm gonna buy the Xbox One version. So yeah, uh, I definitely, 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 definitely recommend it. If you haven't tried it yet, it is the perfect time, and it's it's a good price. Also, it includes all the all the DLCs and stuff. So why not? Really, it's a great and and I mean you can enjoy 2B, which is fantastic on its own. Then uh, another. Pretty big surprise on at the Xbox press conference was Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which is the new game by From Software, uh, directed by Hidetaka Miyazaki. You probably know him. It's the director of the Soul series, the Bloodborne. So, but this is definitely not a Souls game, and it's definitely not Bloodborne. Uh, it is the game they teased last year at the Game Awards, and uh, it is uh, also uh, published by Activision. Mm, it is a game that I thought it was a new Tenchu and definitely has some of Tenchu. It's not a new Tenchu in its own, but it's definitely uh, a spiritual successful. successful uh, successor. My God, I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm still exhausted from a tree. So if I if I like eat my words, I say stupid things, please forgive me. So it's a spiritual successor to Tenchu, most definitely. It has some souls... Um, some souls uh, elements as well, so it's a kind of a mix between Tenchu and souls. Uh, it has a mechanic in which you can resurrect on the spot. Uh, they say it's limited, but it can help you to kind of like feign death and kill people when they turn around, pretty much. It's very interesting. There is also out of traversal that's very different from uh, the Soul series uh, is very vertical, so it's definitely, definitely a very interesting uh, game. We got a roundtable interview and a preview. The preview, I think, has been published on Sunday, so you can go read that by 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 Logan. Um, and we actually reconnected with uh, Yasuhiro Kitao, uh, which used to be the on Sony's side, the promoter of Bloodborne, and now he works on. Uh, um, on uh, Shadows Die Twice with, for, for From Software. So basically moved from, uh, after working on Bloodborne with From Software uh, on the Sony side, he moved to work from, for some, From Software. Uh, so if you have seen a lot of like coverage of Bloodborne, you're probably going to be um, familiar with him. Then there was another not surprise because it was leaked in pretty much every possible way. Uh, it was teased a million of times. People already expected it at Game Awards. Uh, Devil May Cry 5 is coming. Uh, and uh, it looks different but familiar in some ways. I actually like the character designs a lot. Uh, some people got a scare <laughs> because they thought it was... Dante, Dante from DMC, but no, it's not. Uh, it's definitely not DMC. It's Devil May Cry, and it looks great. Um, I, I'm actually very, very excited for this one. It's coming on the sp- spring 2019. Uh, Capcom is continuing its uh, its tradition now to actually just uh, announce a game only when it's very close to release. Uh, this is pretty much what happened with uh, Monster Hunter War, War with um, Resident Evil 7. So it's it's something of a tradition for them now. So uh, it's been announced in June, and uh, six, seven, eight, nine, eight months, it's already out. 
So that's fantastic. Uh, that's actually a tradition, I, the, the new policy that I really enjoy. Uh, I don't mind waiting, to be honest, but I do enjoy when a game it's announced and, and, and then it's out really quickly. Uh, if the game's good, of course. And so far, uh, it paid because Capcom pulled out, um, Resident Evil 7 that was great for people that like Resident Evil. Uh, I, Personally, it's not my thing. Well, I, I like the older Resident Evil style. I didn't like... Resident Evil 7 was not my style, so uh, I didn't even play it. Um, it's not that I did dislike I played it, I disliked it. I did not like the the style of the game, so I did not play it. But it's not that I think it's a bad game. It's just that I... Uh, it's not my cup of tea. Uh, but people that played it enjoyed it. People that that enjoy the kind of game definitely enjoyed it, and the same goes for Monster Hunter World, which I played the heck off. So yeah, definitely, it's paying really dividends for them to do this kind of, of policy. So let's hope it works for Devil May Cry Five as well. Um, then we got another Japanese thing, thing and uh, at the Microsoft conference, gotta say, uh, Phil Spencer promised Japanese stuff and and, and JRPGs at his conference, and he kept his promise and we got Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition which is Tales of Asperia is one of the best Tales games and it's coming back finally to the west with the content that was in the PS3 version that ne- that we never got when it got released on uh, in, uh, in re-released in Japan on PS3 uh, so a new character new stuff and it's coming in the winter so even this one doesn't have too much to wait it's it's a remake of course uh, it's for PS4 uh, Xbox One, I believe PC as well, and Switch. So, whatever platform you're on, you can, you'll be able to enjoy it. And I'll enjoy the heck out of it. Because I absolutely love Tales of Vesperia. I don't think there has ever been a Tales game after Vesperia was as good. Not, not even nearly, actually. Uh, I liked the Berseria. I, but honestly, it wasn't even close. So I'm really gonna enjoy this one. My god, the list is long. This is gonna be a long podcast, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is why we, we skipped pretty much the, the anime and, and game stuff, besides the fact that I didn't play anything. <laughs> Watch anything. Uh, then, there was another Japanese games at the Microsoft press conference, and was Jump Force, which is basically a mashup fighting game uh with Dragon Ball One Piece and Naruto. It's gonna come out in 2019 and other jump uh franchises. Uh we saw pretty much all the major characters of those free franchising franchises. Um we also saw a teaser of Death Note. Uh but it definitely looked like the engine is different from what um from what uh, at least the, the, the shaders are different from what, uh, Bandai Namco normally uses for its anime games. It's interesting because it seems to be set in the real world. And the developer is actually Spike Chansoft. Uh, which, if you don't know, is, for instance, the developer of the Duncan Rumpa series. And this is a fighting game. Uh, and Bandai Namco is pretty much putting these tendrils everywhere. Uh, with, like, working with Arc System Works, with Spike Chansoft, with the Tunnel People. So it's gonna be interesting to see what kind of job they do. I, I heard mixed, mixed, uh, reception for, for this game. Uh, something is great, something it's kinda weak. Uh, our, our, um, our guy that tried it, uh, I think it was Michael, I'm not sure. Uh, but he was not 
100% convinced yet. We'll see how it is. Then uh, we got the... Uh, this was not really an announcement, but it was part of the Microsoft press conference. Uh, was it the, the press conference? I don't remember. I don't remember. Uh, I'm going to go crazy. Maybe not. Actually, uh, actually it wasn't. Uh, it was just that we actually got uh, some new assets afterwards, but the, the announcement was actually earlier than, uh, than all the press conference. That was Dead or Alive 6. Announced for 2019. We actually got an interview. Uh, we probably, you probably already saw a couple of news pieces from it. Uh, and, uh, Lou played it. And actually, he felt it, it felt great as a fighting game. Uh, they say they're going to deal back on the fun service a bit. Um, but it does not seem like they are like the, the initial articles and a lot of outlets say that they are going to remove it, remove the the boob giggle and stuff like that. Uh, actually, at the end of the um, towards the end of the tree, uh, Shimori-san, the, the producer and director, actually had to step in. Uh, it was on an interview on Twitch, and the. Um, the host got in a little bit aggressive about it, like in a way, oh, you guys are go doing good, the, the right thing, uh, are you, you're removing all the fun service and stuff. And I was like, why the hell don't you shut up? Uh, in any case, uh, Shimbori-san actually didn't tell him that, but kinda. Uh, it was like, wait, wait a second. Uh, and he had to actually clarify that for instance, the uh, breast physics are not going away completely. They're just going to be realistic and they're going to depend on the clothes the character wears, which actually makes sense. Uh, because, of course, if you're wearing a super skin tight, uh, semi rigid suit like the new suit that we saw with Kazumi, it does not make sense that her boobs are like flapping around in a super physical way. Um, in the in the demo that that uh, was presented at E3, it appears that that was not there. But we have to remember that it's going to be it's a it's a just a work in progress demo. The the, the game is quite a bit far. It's it's early 2019, so it's not nearly close. It won't use the soft engine, but this does not mean much because they have a new engine. So we'll see what it's capable of in time. They actually have super nice lightning effects on the, on this like the skin looks great the sweat looks great they actually have i actually love the fact that they removed the taboo uh like the, the, there is a taboo for the series and also for many games in japan that you can't actually wound a lady's face like you can't hurt her but when a uh, when you fight you get hurt so in this game everyone will get hurt Male, female, doesn't matter. Uh, you get bloody. You get face deformation when you get hit. That's absolutely fantastic. I actually really liked what I saw. Um, and we, we learned that Kazumi is going to still have her, um, a traditional Kunoichi outfit. So that's not going away. Uh, and I think, uh, I think Koitakum and Team Ninja are actually going for a variety of outfits. So uh, I think they're going to go for the, the actually right way they should do this, making a large variety of outfits that so that if you want sexy, you can wear sexy. If you want like uh, more uh, more fighter like, more cool, you can do that. And I'm pretty sure they're gonna do that even because you know they make a lot of money out of of uh, outfit DLC. So if you like that, I'm pretty sure that's not going 
to go away. We'll see about that. Anyway, they, Lou is very enthusiastic about what what he saw of the game, what he played. So I, I'm interested actually to get to play it myself soon, soon possibly at Gamescom or maybe at Tokyo Game Show. Anyway, let's move on. One of the best news, as if you were following me on, on Twitter, you probably saw an, an explosion. I was kind of silent on Twitter because I was like working so hard. But when the, when this news came out, it was like an explosion on my Twitter. I was like, ah, da, 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 what the? And then with like gifts and stuff, I was so happy. So Okutoga Kotoku. Which is, uh, the Yakuza meets, uh, Fist of the North Star, uh, game by Sega is coming to the West uh, and it's coming in October 2nd. And we actually saw a lot of gameplay and it looks fantastic. Seems like the, um, the localization is already quite advanced and, uh, it, I already played almost all the game in, uh, in Japanese. And I can tell you it's one of the best Yakuza games out there. Uh, well, it's not a Yakuza game, but it's one of the best Yakuza style spin-offs out there. It's definitely fantastic. I love it. And I, I, I loved Fist of the North Star when I was a kid. And I'm absolutely like, I, I'm not enjoying the, the latest anime, I have to say, the one that's actually airing now because it's completely different. But the original anime, the original manga, I grew up with those. And I, I know it's not as popular in the, in, uh, in North America as it is in Europe, but it's fantastic. The story is great. Uh, the characters are great. And, and the gameplay is, is Yakuza, but with more flesh, basically, pretty much. And with making people's heads explode. Oh my, what uh, Shinderu. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, I, that, that can show impression was terrible. I'm sorry, I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, it's coming on October 2nd, only for PS4 as usual. Uh, but it's uh, it, it's really good news. I was happy. I was actually a little worried about that because we hadn't heard anything about it. I was like worried the the, the usual anime licensing problems got in the way of publishing in the West. But I'm happy that we actually got it. So next after that we got uh, Square Enix uh, uh, showcase, and that was a, a little weak. <laughs> it was definitely a little, probably the, the weakest of the conference. I'm sorry, Square Enix. You know, guys, you guys know I love Square Enix, but the absence of, um, the absence of, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake and all, it was, eh, it was a little weak. But we did get some little surprises that I enjoyed. So we did get, uh, the Dragon Quest XI Special Editions. Uh, they, they got a pretty decent, uh, collector's edition there. Uh, that was pretty small. Uh, we also got a, you know that I love Final Fantasy fourteen and it's and I love Monster Hunter World, and there is going to be a crossover between Final Fantasy fourteen and Monster Hunter World. So it's going to be hunting time in pretty much both of the games, and I'm I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but the big one of which we actually saw nothing is uh, Babylon's Fall, a new game by Platinum Games. So. And we really do not know anything about that because they didn't say anything. It's just said it's by Platinum Game. They show a little bit of a teaser. But we do know that there is going to be another collaboration between Square Enix and Platinum Games. And that's happy news. Uh, I really hope that they get Taura-san again on, on it. And uh, it's as good as... Um, it's as good as Nier Automata, but they didn't say anything about Yokotaro. So I don't think Yokotaro is taking part on this one, unfortunately. We'll see. 
Then uh, we moved into the PC show. Sorry, I actually hit my microphone. So there's probably going to be some bad noises here. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, there uh, we got to the PC showcase and there we got the <laughs> pretty big news for PC gamers that love Japanese games. Valkyria Chronicles 4, Yakuza 0 and Yakuza Kiwami are coming for PC. Uh, starting with Yakuza 0. Uh, which is coming in uh, in August. I think pre-orders are already up with uh, 4K support if you want it. Also, uh, uncapped frame rate. And I'm actually I'm, I'm definitely uh, double dipping here as well. I actually got the the Western version of Yakuza Zero for PS4 as a review copy, but I actually bought the original in Japanese. So it it still counts as double dipping uh, when I will buy the PC version. So I'm definitely getting it. Uh, and I'm also getting Yakuza Kiwami when it comes out. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4, I don't know yet which uh, platform I'm going to get it. I'm probably... I, I'm a little bit like um, conflicted here. Uh, I already have it in Japanese for PS4, but I want it in English, of course, but I will decide. Most definitely not Switch because, you know, you guys know that I don't play much portable and, uh, I want the game to look, to look their best. Uh, I don't think there is going to be much of an improvement uh, in passing from PS4 to Xbox One X, uh, but there may be an improvement on PC, so I may just get it on PC. We'll see. Um, then, uh, after this, we got... Uh, by the way, I actually pretty believe that uh, Sega is going to move forward with the whole series on PC after Kiwami. Uh, we're probably going to get Kiwami 2, and then the remake, uh, remasters of 3, 4, and 5, and Yakuza 6. Um, and I'm probably going to buy them all. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Uh, this is not confirmed. It's just my speculation. So keep it at that, but I think that's the case. Then we moved into Sony's Prince conference, and that was a little weird. <laughs> Started weird, uh, with very few things really revealed, but we still got some Japanese games. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about Ghost of Tsushima, which was, uh, I know it's not technically Japanese games. Uh, it's set in Japan. And it's very, very rooted in Japanese culture, uh, but it's made by Sucker Punch, uh, which is a Seattle-based studio. But they're getting help from Japan Studio, at least con with, as consulting on the setting and whatnot. So it kind of a little bit count. It counts as a bit Japanese games. And Sony is Japanese anyway. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It was probably the most impressive things I think I saw at the tree and in the following days they actually show a just some environment and uh, like animated with the leaves and stuff besides the gameplay they shown at the at the thing and you can see the video on the side just if you if you search ghost on Tsushima and uh, I was enchanted you, you guys know how much I love Japan and I've never been to Tsushima because getting to Tsushima is actually pretty messy and costly because it's it's off the coast. There is only a um, a ferry to go there. I don't think there is an airport. Uh, I actually researched because I'm researching for an article on Tsushima itself. Uh, 
and uh, it's pretty costly and there aren't, there aren't many hotels in it even if there are a lot of tourists from Korea mostly probably that it's easier to get there from Korea than from Japan but in any case uh, like the visuals were so good and the color palette and everything it didn't look like the Japan I knew but it felt like it and I was like so enchanted by it I was I swear I when they showed us I I cried <laughs> I know I know I I am a sentimental guy uh but yeah um I really really love it I I I I'm enchanted by it Speaking of Ghost of Tsushima and since we are we haven't talked about anime much there is an interesting thing because on July 11th it's go- there is going to be a new anime series that begins it call it's name it Angul Mua Genku Kasenki and it's by it's from a manga by Nanaiko Takagi, and it's about Tsush- the the Mongol invasion of Tsushima. It's exactly about the same thing as Ghost of Tsushima. So if you want to research on Ghost of, on the story behind Ghost of Tsushima, besides reading my article on the story behind Ghost of Tsushima, they already wrote and it's already on the site. You should definitely watch this anime, which I've been told the manga is fantastic. I haven't read it as well. It's a historical manga, but it's it has a little bit of like, of course, fictional elements in it. It's kind of takes the same approach as Ghost of Tsushima. But think about this. There has never been a game based on, like, fully based on Tsushima. There have been some strategy games that have included the Mongol invasion of Japan, but the invasion of Tsushima, which was actually pretty small in terms of strategy and the tactical thing was, is not like, featured in a big way but there's i to my knowledge there's never been a game video game set completely on the mongol division of tsushima island and i to i go into my knowledge there's never been an anime set on like on the based on the mongol invasion of tsushima island and they're coming pretty much at the same time (laughs) what are the odds (laughs) And I don't think there has been any like uh, behind the scene uh, coordination there. But what are the odds that an anime and the game from completely different team, from a Western team making the game, and from a Japanese team, Japanese team making the anime, the reveal of the game comes pretty much at the same time as the beginning of the anime? What are the odds? There is no odds. It's it's almost impossible. Like if you consider the whole history of gaming and the history of anime. Now, someone is probably going tomorrow in the comments saying, oh, there was this game about Tsushima and you didn't notice probably maybe. Uh, but, you know, I'm talking about major stuff here. And what are the odds? So, yeah, definitely I'm going on July, July 11th. I'm definitely going to watch Angol, Angol Mua Genko Kasenki. Angol Mua for those who don't know, it's a word that comes from the prophecy of Nostradamus. And it actually, uh, it's an anagram of Mongolians, which is the name of the Mongols, basically. So, yeah, it's something I'm looking forward to watch. I'm definitely excited to watch it and to get more into into the Ghost of Tsushima mood. If I wasn't already, because I, I already am, like, super excited for that game. Yeah, I spent five minutes talking about the non-Japanese game. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, so, next... 
Uh, after that, after Ghost of Tsushima, we saw that Stranding, and this is definitely Japanese, and it's definitely Kojima. <laughs> and what the hell the game is about? Well, we learned that the game is about a guy that makes deliveries, it looks like, in a kind, I guess, post-apocalyptic world when there is some spirits stuff that kill people. And this guy makes these deliveries. It's called the Porter. Uh, Sam Bridges is his name, but people call him the Porter. And he basically carries stuff around in the most impossible environments. We see him like his feet are destroyed when he walks around, despite the fact that he has a super heavy equipment. He also carries what seemed to be a corpse. So at, at one point, it seems to be carrying a corpse on his back, um, like wrapped up. But it, I, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. The graphics look incredible. Like they, they are, they look fantastic. But that's really all we know. Like the environments were spectacular. The the visual, the characters were incredible. The acting was like the least the least uncanny valley i've seen in a long time but yeah uh, we really don't know what what it is about and we probably won't know until it's out because it's kojima <laughs> okay that was a very very nice surprise uh was neo 2 you know you guys know that despite the fact that i'm not much of a fan of mazocore games i really loved neo probably wrote my 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 review of it, and you know that I absolutely adore it, mostly because Neo, uh, it is a Mazocore game, but unlike uh, unlike Soul games, has a very very nice story that drives you forward. So you have a reward, like if you finish a level that was really hard and you die a ton of times, you get your cookie, you get your more story to enjoy, you get the the progressing adventures, William, and. William looks like it's not going to come back, at least as a main protagonist, because the protagonist this time around is going to be created by us. Uh, interesting, we also know that the protagonist is going to have yokai power this time around. So it's going to be yokai against person, yokai against yokai, and it's going to be interesting. Also, we also heard that it's going to get a demo like the first, because Koei Tecmo Team Ninja wants to get feedback from the from the users, and that's a great approach. Actually, I really enjoyed this approach, and I wish other more developers took it because I think actually the game benefited a lot from the first for, for the first being having actually two demos that people could enjoy and send feedback from. So I'm very excited for this one. Honestly, I'm actually. Really want to see what kind of character designer we get. You know, you guys know that I'm pretty much a fan of character designers, of, of character customization, and I spend like hours, uh, making my character and definitely gonna spend hours making my samurai. So yeah, great that. I, I, I really want to see. We'll be able to choose gender, uh, race, I heard, and uh, looks as well. So it's gonna be interesting. Um, so, uh, then we got another smaller reveal from From Software, uh, in collaboration with Japan Studio. Uh, they, I, I'm gonna butcher this. It's gonna, it's Deracine. 
I believe, and it's a PlayStation VR title. Uh, it's actually really interesting. It's a PlayStation VR exclusive, and uh, it's really interesting because you're a ghost or a spirit, and you're in a boarding school, and you need to prove your existence to the boys and girls in the boarding school, and then form a bond with them. It's it's interesting. I'm I'm, I'm really gonna gonna look forward to it, even if. I don't have a PlayStation VR, but I'm going. I'm looking forward to try it at some event, and then possibly it may convince me to get a PlayStation VR. I'm actually leaning into it for uh, Zone of the Enders, so I may actually finally get one. Uh, we'll see. Uh, then after that, we got Resident Evil 2 remake, which Resident Evil 2 is actually the Resident Evil games that I still like. Uh, one of my favorites, actually. So and. In the Resident Evil 7 uh, engine, it looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, I actually think it looks better artistically than Resident Evil 7, uh, but I like I like this style more, so that's probably not surprising. So yeah, that that was I guess not a surprise for many because it was teased, it was leaked. Uh, so yeah, but uh, it looked great. And, and what I heard from uh, our people that played it is also that it plays great. So it, it's a little bit more. Uh, like streamlined, maybe not streamlined, but more like make it a little bit more fluid in gameplay. It's great. Then, after the Sony's press conference, the day after, we got a new trailer for Catherine Full Body, which is the remake of Catherine. We still don't know the platforms for the West. I'm guessing it's gonna come from PS4 because the, the, the Japanese version is coming out for PS4 and PS Vita. Uh, they may want to do PS4 and Switch or PS4 and PC or PS4 and PC and Switch in the West. I don't think it's gonna get a PS Vita release. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, the, it's still, it's still pretty mysterious in the, on the identity of the new Catherine, the new heroine, which is their na- her name is Rin. Uh, like the scene we see definitely seems to be to indicate that there is a surprise. Uh, but uh, you know, Atlas may be playing with us. At the moment, we do not know. And it's gonna be interesting to actually see. I personally think that they're gonna keep it a secret until the game releases. I may be wrong, but I think that's gonna be the thing. I personally like uh, loved the original game, and sure, I loved this one as well. Which whatever the outcome is, uh, but I'm f- like, unfortunately for the new Rin, my choice is going to always be on Catherine, uh, and and I mean the serious waifu. With long hair and glasses, like can bait long hair, long long hair and glasses for me. Sorry, so yeah, uh, that's always been like that. It always been she she'll always be my favorite. Uh, besides, I I, I love serious girls, uh, serious waifus. Anyway, uh, moving on, we got a release window for my my hero academia once justice. I refu- I refuse to call it my heroes one justice. We also saw more more gameplay. Um, and, uh, it's like my heroes one justice as a title is just awkward. Anyway, uh, it's gonna come west in October. We still didn't get a full release date, but we have a window. So October is gonna come. October is already a massively heavy day, 
month and i'm probably gonna and if it's not at the beginning of if it's at the beginning of october i still be in japan uh, but in any case um like the game looks pretty good probably not what you like uh, the same level of quality for instance of a dragon ball fighters uh, but still pretty good um well i will have to try it i haven't tried it yet but what i've saw was promising for anime fans let's say maybe if you want the like a full-fledged uh, like hardcore fighters that's probably not what you want then um we got a release date for uh, labyrinth of refrain covenant covenant dusk uh, by from uh, nice america uh that's uh, going to come out on uh, the 18th of September in North America and the 21st in Europe. Uh, like we've been waiting for ages for that game since when it came out in Japan on, uh, on PS Vita. And that's your, uh, typical, um, dungeon crawling eye of the beholder style, uh, JRPG. So, or wizardry, more wizardry style because eye of the beholder is definitely not a JRPG. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, I'm gonna be in Japan when it comes out. So I'm probably gonna play it when I come back, uh, because I'm gonna be in Japan for Tokyo Game Show. Uh, and, uh, by Nice America, we also got another, um, release date with this, this Gaia One Complete. It's gonna come out on October 9th, uh, in North America, on October 12th in Europe. Uh, but yeah, it, this is this Gaia One, basically. So, <laughs> with new graphics. Um, they actually reused a lot of the assets from the Later, this guy, but it looks good. So if you haven't played the first this guy and you want to go in to get into the series, it's very challenging and very long. Well, more than challenging, it's very long. It will challenge you your free time. Um, so, but, but this guy is great. So if you want, it's a little silly, but it's great. So if you want to do, to get into it, this is probably the good chance for it. Then we got into the Nintendo. Uh, presentation and uh, the Nintendo presentation had um, a pretty interesting um, a, a pretty interesting setup it was Nintendo doing Nintendo <laughs> basically what we saw was a really really strong start they started with Demon X Machina which is uh, <laughs> Basically, the spiritual successor, successor or of the Armor Core series on the Switch. Uh, I'm just giving, gonna give you one name. The mecha design is by Shoji Kawamori. Shoji Kawamori is pretty much the god of uh, Japanese mecha design. Is the one that designed Macross and created Macross. I uh, also created the arm, um, the mecha design for the Armor Core series, um, but also created like a million of other important mecha, mecha franchise in Japan. And so, yeah, in fact, it looked fantastic. Um, we also get Armor Core 2 and 3 producer Kenichiro Tsukuda, um, which we also saw later in the show when he presented gameplay. Then we got the the character design of Yosuke Kozaki, which worked on the Fire Emblem series, but more importantly, on the No More Heroes series as well. Uh, then, uh, composers, we have, uh, Junichi Nakatsuru and, uh, Yorio Hamamoto, which are known, uh, respectively for the Soul Calibur series and for the Tekken series. Uh, so we have some really monster names. And then the direction, the direction was for, by Ken Awata and Ken Karube, which were, I believe, on the Monster Hunter stories 
series. But it is made by Marvelous, by the way, and it looks fantastic. It actually saw quite a lot of gameplay. It looks like Armor Core, uh, more cartoonish, I guess. But I'm, I'm definitely going to buy it. Like, there is no way I'm going to miss this one. It's going to come in, in, I believe, spring 2019. This was my highlight for uh, Nintendo show. Like, five minutes in, I was satisfied. <laughs> I was happy. I was like, okay, I'm done. I can go home now. If I didn't have to cover it, I could have gone home. Then they continued with strong stuff. And uh, we got uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, uh, which is finally a look at the new Fire Emblem, uh, which I believe is going to come next next year, at the beginning of next year. And it looks like a big improvement, at least graphically, from the old series. But, but of course. When you go from 3DS to Switch, that's to be expected. I really love the character design, uh, but unfortunately, we did not see gameplay beyond the initial trailer. Uh, they did not show any during. I was actually really, really waiting. I actually watched the whole, <laughs> the whole three hours thing because I was hoping to see gameplay of this. Unfortunately, we did not. So we'll have to wait to see actually full gameplay outside of the trailer. But they look really good. I'm, I'm excited for this one. Hopefully Nintendo won't censor it to death. If you if you don't want certain teams, don't put them from the start and we're done. Okay? But don't put certain teams only for Japan and then you move into the West and you have to censor it. It doesn't make sense. Anyway, moving on. Uh, we also got uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 Tornado Golden Country, which is in expansion for Xenoblade Chronicles 2. It's a prequel. Uh, Jin features uh, heavily, and it looks fantastic. We also saw a lot of gameplay for it, and I'm really, really, really excited to play it. Uh, but yeah, that's that was it for me, because then they went into Smash Bros. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which I don't care about. I'm sorry. I never really cared about Smash Bros. games. So I And that was uh, 30 minutes of presentation, and I was yawning like hell. I'm sure, like, if you love Smash, Smash Bros, you'd probably be super happy. And uh, it was great. But personally, for me, it did nothing. Um, I'm not, but it's not that I'm not into Smash Bros specifically. I'm really not into crossover fighters that are self celebration of a brand with characters that, that like, have nothing to do with each other. Uh, it was the same for um, the PlayStation one a long while ago. So, yeah. Um, it really was a matter of um, it was just a matter of um, me not enjoying it like they, they were like they were obviously filling time like they were talking about I don't know the fact that Bayonetta's guns were different depending on which version of Bayonetta is that they changed the face of the trainer of Wii Fit come on who the hell cares about this uh, well probably the, the Smash Bros fanatics but it's not me I'm sorry guys if you like if, if you love it great for you uh, just wasn't me. Uh, like uh, Ryan, that was writing about it, it was like all like orgasming because he loves it. Uh, personally, I was yawning. <laughs> we have a lot of people on DualShock that love Smash Bros. and those were happy. Emily was Emily was really excited as well. She loves it as well. Unfortunately, I miss it. Uh, unfortunately, if she was here with me, she'd probably be singing the praises of Smash Bros. Uh, but. Uh, I miss her, and I know you you guys miss her as well. Uh, hopefully, things for her will go better soon, so she kind of, she's going to be able to come back. Anyway, moving on from Nintendo, we got some more things afterwards. Um, 
we got actually this was not announced during the press con the Nintendo's direct, but the trailer came out right after. Uh, that crazy for me because can't you take away five minutes, two minutes from Smash Bros. things to show to show one of the best fighting games released in a while? Dragon Ball Fighters got announced for the Switch and it's gonna come this year, and they did not show it during their direct. Like, uh, actually, Emily was hoping that it would have been announced. And uh, she actually started writing it before because she thought it would have been announced. And after the the conference, she was like, oh, that's disappointing that it didn't come out. And I, was, and I just refreshed my, <laughs> my, my, my subscription on, on, on YouTube, my subscription channels on YouTube. And that was it. That was a trailer. I was like, Emily. There it is. <laughs> you can write about it now. <laughs> that was weird. Like after 25 minutes of presentation of Smash Bros, they did not spare two minutes for literally one of the best fighting games released in a long while. I was baffled by that. But anyway, it's coming. So if you're on Switch and you want to, or, or if you want to play, uh, Dragon Ball Fighter, it's, um, portable. Now you can uh, soonish. It's gonna come this year. They didn't say when yet, but it's gonna come this year. Then uh, day after, uh, well, day after, actually, just during the presentation, I believe, um, Compile Heart announced uh, Valnir of the Dragon Star, which is basically waifu met dra- meet dragons meet dark fantasy. Well, Compile Heart's version of dark fantasy, which is not very dark. Uh, at least the card designs are not. But uh, it's like, it's a compile heart game. So you know what, what to expect. But it is a game in which in which they're putting a lot of their resources. They have like five different card designers. They have like all their best toughers working on it. So I'm actually pretty curious to see how it goes. Like it's a, it's about a knight that gets, his job is to hunt witches because witches kind of are, are bound in the world of the game to the coming of dragons. And... Uh, a dragon attacks him and he's almost dead and which saves him then he gets involved in a lot of like political machinations and stuff between various factions and the witches themselves and his own knightly order so it looks it looks in the, the, the card design is great as usual for compile heart if you like waifus at least <laughs> but it, it's interesting well we're gonna we're gonna see what happens with it and if compile heart brings it west they they, they we're still waiting for an announcement of that hand request so we'll see uh then we also got an announcement for a reveal of Nelke and the legend uh, Nelke probably it's probably Nelke because it's probably a German uh German pronunciation and the legendary alchemist atelier of the new land uh which is a new atelier game uh it's a new all-star atelier game it's going to come in Japan uh for PS4 Switch and Vita by the way I forgot to say that uh Valnir Dragon Star is only for PS4 uh and uh, Nelky and the Legendary Alchemist is a mashup alchem um atelier game which which is actually a city builder so basically sim city in the atelier in its own atelier world looks like it's it it, it is in its own world with like Famous alchemists in past alchemy, um, atelier game that actually are not really traveling to that world, but simply are native of that world in the meta canon of this game. And basically they will populate your city and you will build, build a city. There is also still JRPG elements 
and alchemy and gathering and all that. So it's not just the city builder, but it looks interesting. And, and uh, card design is mostly made by Noko, I believe. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to, to hear more about it. Koei Tecmo brings almost everything West. So probably going to hear about the Western release soon. Then I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy. Uh, we finally got uh, to see, we got a meeting with um, with Psygames. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we can't tell you most of what we saw uh, because NDAs. Uh, but we saw um, Project Awakening. It's alive. Like they, they announced it with a trailer on, in 2016, and then they say nothing about it anymore. Uh, the, the game is still a long way off, or it still seems to be still a long way off, at least from what we saw. Uh, but uh, we can say much about what we saw. Uh, I haven't seen it myself. I'm just going from what um, Michael that actually saw it told me. Um, it's going to be... A, it looks like a, it, it. It seems to be like a kind of a Western niche RPG, actually, uh, in style, uh, in visual style, like super realistic, beautiful. Like the graphics were really cutting edge, um, and the the person working on the graphics is the same person that was working that that created the Fox Engine for Konami. Uh, there is like a bunch of really, really high-level developers working on this because you know, guys, that Psygames has a ton of money coming in from, from Grand Blue Fantasy, Shadowverse, and his mobile games, and now they are working on consoles at last. Uh, this seems to be for high-end consoles. That's what they say when they, re- when they revealed it at the beginning. Um, and... Uh, I can't really say anything else besides the fact that the trailer that, that, that we saw was super short. It was like 30 seconds or so. And I was showing it a hero in ruins and dragon. But it, it looks really, really, really good. Uh, but it seems to be a really, really, really long way off as well. Um, unfortunately, we did not have any confirmation of release date, platforms, anything to give. And But it still was very interesting. Uh, and it also seems that from what it seems that basically this kind of stuff is going to come west uh don't know when then don't have an, an official confirmation or anything but it seems that side games is actually looking at the west you don't come to a try to e3 to uh, introduce your titles if you don't want to release them in the West. Also, they are working on, we, we know that they're working on, um, uh, Rumble Fantasy Project Relink. Uh, but yeah, there was nothing new about that. Uh, we'll have to see. Um, but I'm, I'm really excited to see Psy Games actually, uh, come to the West in a big way because I really love Rumble Fantasy. You guys know that. And that's a great IP. Uh, we'll see uh, what comes out of this uh, Project Awakening. What we see was small but promising. Uh, at least we know that it's still coming. <laughs> After two years of silence, that's that's a, that's a relief, right? Um, After that, um, we saw some uh, uh, new gameplay of Code Vein. Uh, and that was very extensive. We saw that the character creation is absolutely bonkers. Like, it's probably one of the most extensive character creation I've seen in the Japanese games ever. And it's fantastic. If you want to make your character sexy, you can do that. If you want to make your character serious, you can do that. Whatever you want to do, you can. The only thing, the only limitation is that I don't think it's possible to make a character that looks old, 
but they're vampires, so that kind of makes sense. So as long as you want to make it like an anime-like young character, there is a ton of uh, freedom to go with. Even just the eyes have like five or six different options, not the colors. I'm talking about the sh- the shape of the eyes and the different reflections and stuff. It was really bonkers. So I'm really excited to see when to 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 see it when it comes out uh, and to play it. But and then there was like my big thing. You know how much I love his combat his combat, and we saw a new trailer of his combat seven. Uh, we didn't learn the release date. But we did learn during our, we, we actually saw the trailer two days before that it was showcased publicly, publicly during a behind closed door. And actually the version we saw behind closed door say that the game is going to be a game at Gamescom. Uh, but there was no release date. And, uh, the producer of the game, Kazutoki Kono, said that the release date is going to be announced soon. So I'm personally expecting that the release date is going to come at Gamescom. I don't know if it's going to be a 2018 game as promised. Maybe it's going to be a beginning of 2019. I don't know. I hope it's going to be a 2018, maybe end of 2018. But if it isn't, I'm going to wait because I love his combat. We actually heard more of the story in the new trailer that they released. Uh, we heard basically the protagonist trigger is uh, a convict. He has uh, done a very heinous crime um, and is uh, being convicted in this penal uh, unit, like a penal squadron. And uh, they actually, the fighters on the squadron have some scratches on their tail, on the unit markings, uh, like some paint. And each of them, as many, depending on how many you have, it depends. It shows how serious is your crime. And trigger as three. Which means that that's a lot. Uh, we don't know what it did or what happened, but uh, Konosan says that players are going to enjoy like going from pretty much from the stables to the sta- to the stars, like becoming a hero. Because of course he's not treated as a hero; he's treated as a criminal, and he becomes a hero during a story. He has the chance to become a hero during a story, but it's a story in which there the like the border between like good and evil are really blurred. So it's going to be it, it it really like promises to be a story worthy of Ace Combat 4 or Ace Combat 5, which is it has me incredibly excited. So we'll see how it is, but I definitely, definitely, definitely cannot wait to see more and to and to just get my hands on it. Because it's it's Ace Combat, come on. Then just after E3, uh, so this is not specifically part of E3, but uh, I'm still gonna put it in. We got an announcement by from Arc System Works of a Kill a Kill game. It's gonna call Kill a Kill Day game <laughs> in the West. I it's probably gonna come West because they it has an English site, and it's going to we're going to know we don't know anything besides the fact that it's probably a brawler. We saw some screenshots, nothing much, and. Uh, it's actually made by the same team, I believe, that, that actually made the other, uh, their game by, uh, by the same studio, uh, which is, uh, the, the Little Witch Academia game. So, uh, we'll see how it is exactly. We know really little about it, but we're gonna know more at Anime Expo, which is just, in, just beyond the corner in, at the beginning of July. 
so I'm curious about that. I like the anime, so I, I'm not crazy for it like many, but I like it. So I'm actually pretty pretty interested in seeing what's up with that. And that's pretty much it for E3. That was a long one. So I'm not going to go through the news because I pretty much covered them all. Uh, but yeah, that's what happened at E3. It was a really exciting E3 for people that love Japanese games. It was a really exciting E3 for me. Also really exhausting. Uh, even if I wasn't there. Uh, on the other hand, um, I am going to be at Gamescom, uh, in August. And I'm going to be at Tokyo Game Show, of course, in September. And I'm going to be in uh, September uh, until like half of October uh, in Tokyo. So I'm going to, as usual, bring you guys massive, massive coverage from Japan when that happens. And uh, we are probably going to see a lot more of these games uh, uh, at uh, Gamescom, at the Tokyo Game Show. I expect to see a lot more, for instance, of Dead or Alive at Gamescom, at both at, at Tokyo Game Show as well. I expect to actually hear more about uh, Left Alive, for instance, that was completely missing from um, the Square Enix presentation at E3. I expect to hear more either at Gamescom or at TGS. Uh, there are a lot of games that I hope to see more. And I will, of course, bring you a lot of coverage about those when uh, when I go to both Gamescom in August. It's uh, Gamescom is going to be uh, the twenty first, starting on the twenty first of August, and I believe also Tokyo Game Show is starting around the twenty first or twentieth or of September. So we have lots to look forward to. There is also going to be more coverage, more 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 game stuff at Anime Expo for sure. We do know that Psy Games is present Anime Expo. Uh, I don't know what they're going to show, but I, we know it's, they're going to be there. Uh, but I'm definitely going to like uh, hustle a lot to get as much cover as possible, as much coverage as possible when I get to Gamescom in uh, Cologne and to uh, Tokyo Game Show for you guys. So you know, guys, that when I go to, 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 to Tokyo, I'm the happiest person in the world. So like my stress levels go down. And my coverage goes up. <laughs> so expect a lot when, when that happens. I'm probably going to be there starting on uh, September 10th or 15th. I haven't, I haven't booked my flight yet. I will like really soon. But I can't wait to be there. Uh, and, uh, you know, I don't do a webcast for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah, expect a lot of coverage when I get there. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, I was Giuseppe Nella from DualShockers.com, and this was our webcast. Uh, episode 10 is finished. Uh, E3 is finished. And uh, if you enjoyed this episode, as usual, please put a thumb up on uh, YouTube and uh, subscribe, because you know it helps us. If you didn't like it, thumb down. It's fine. Uh, and or... If you can, please tell us in the comment what you like, what you don't like. Uh, you're probably going to comment that this was much better when Emily was here. And I would probably just say, say yes, you're right. <laughs> but because you, it was. And I really look forward to her to come back. Uh, in the meanwhile, um, I'm done. So enjoy your week and bye.